Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.com. Dot net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real, keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks, I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them, it's what's on them. Oh, yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy, they've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh, yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials, so we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with Smart Ass Undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart Ass Undies. Cheeky and comfy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. So today, okay, we need to do our little disclaimer first. Do we? Well, we have to. Yeah. Because I'm not that kind of doctor. <laughs> so Everyone's going, what kind of doctor? <laughs> I'm the kind of, like like that episode of Friends where, where they're in the hospital. And, oh, when Rachel's dad has a heart attack? Yeah, they're like, is anyone here a doctor? And Russell's like, I'm a doctor. And, and Rachel says, shh, you're in a hospital. That, that mean- actually means something here. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> So you're not that kind of doctor. I'm not that kind of doctor. Like on a plane when they go, oh, you're mm. a doctor? No, I'm not that kind of doctor. Not, I'm not that the one, kind of not doctor. Not the one. Just give me my peanuts. Except that, give me your what? Peanuts. Oh, peanuts. Okay. There was a P in front of the She asked nuts. if she could finish my peanuts. I thought she said something else. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not a doctor. Nor am I. And nor are you. So today we're going to be talking about some stuff that shouldn't be taken as medical advice. No. It's more like our opinion and experience in things. And we hope that maybe you'll find some value in all of this. Yeah. So we're going to talk about talking to your kids about sex. Yeah. And your kids are little. Yes, they are. And my kids are big. Yes, they are. So we're going to have a couple of different perspectives here Mm -hmm. because I have the experience from when my kids were little. Right. Which is where I am now. Yes. (laughs) 
in case you were following along on the big and little. <laughs> in case that was unclear. Yeah. Um, but but uh, but we, you know, I have some little stories from when my kids were small and you have some stories from when your kids are small like they are right now. Mm-hmm. And kind of looking at where, you know, I think it's kind of interesting. You often talk about, I'm like your future person because yeah. you can look to what's happening in my house uh-huh. and kind of see where it's going to go. Maybe minus. Because you're about, the... what, 10 years ahead of me in kids? Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah. Well, 11 yeah, my, my old, my youngest is nine years older than your oldest. oldest. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm about 10 years ahead of you. Okay. Right? And um, that's a big 10 years, man. Yeah. Tell me what it's like <laughs> in the future. Ugh. There's... It's dirty and smelly and... <laughs> Socks everywhere. Cleaning coffee up off the floor and TV screen <laughs> like we did How yesterday. How did this happen? I don't know. Um, yeah, so so we, I've been a parent for a while. You've been a parent for a little less time. But yeah. um, things come up and I think it's helpful to sort of, sort of share experiences about how to talk to your kids about sex. And it's, it's kind of a funny, lighthearted thing too because some of the stories are just like you can't, you can't write an article about this kind of stuff because you just, you know, it's like, it's cool if you have like an article in a parenting magazine that's written by like pediatricians and, you know, child psychologists and stuff yeah, like that. And that's cool. they're qualified professionals. Yeah. And we're, we're not. not. So, I mean, this shouldn't <laughs> replace, you know, medical advice or psychologist right. advice. But sometimes I think sharing experiences helps to... Take some of the fear and embarrassment yes. and awkwardness out of the conversation. Well, and this is the thing with parenting. Like, I've said it many times, and we just watched it in a 90-day episode, where they're like, yeah, you just make a baby, and then you give birth to that baby. And then they just go, here you go, take it home. And you're like, what? Like, right, yeah. <laughs> huh? There's no, there's no instruction manual. No, there's, there's so no you, test you have to pass. No, so you do the best you can and hope you don't fuck them up too badly. You just make this, you just make a person yeah. and then just take it home. Yep. And then you put all your fears and, and anxieties into it and then send it off into the world. Well, hopefully not. If you're doing it if right, we can, If we not. can try to minimize the fear and the guilt and the shame... That would be well. I don't think any aces. parent. I don't think any parent wants to be shitty at talking about sex to their kids. I think some people do, but it gets weird for people. Well, and we'll get into why that is. But I, I think, I think if 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 you're feeling weird about sex, you're going to make your kids feel weird about sex, right? And on and on it goes. Well, what if you love sex? <laughs> then this conversation just got weird. <laughs> okay. I can't wait to talk to my kids about sex uh, we're gonna have the best time we're gonna be best friends yeah you know oversharing with your children is probably you know even your adult children you can see it on their face when you've said something just gone one step too far <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking about the last time i said something to your kids that was a little bit like really uh, uh. <laughs> i may or may not do my best cardi b imitation during this episode one of your your one of your boys said something like oh that's pretty big and then i was like that's what she said because and then i was like oh but wait the she would be your mom so maybe that's weird (laughs) just kind of like pushed right past it did they 
<laughs> no, to his credit, he didn't say anything. Did he? Did no, he? He, was cool he didn't miss a beat. No no, 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 no. Was it the the big one or the little one? It was the younger one. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Yeah, and that's the other. That's the funny thing too is that like, I, I hope that you know because you have a daughter, but I don't. Right. So you have two boys. Yes, I have. Two I boys. have three children. Boy, girl, boy. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just to lay it out. There. And so I, you know, also you know, being in each other's lives and being a little bit removed from parenting those children. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to have another adult in your in your orbit to yes. talk about these things with. Well, and to be on your side, because I feel like as much as you try not to be <laughs> adversarial with your with a child's other parent mm-hmm. that you're no longer with, right. there's always still like like this balance that you have to strike. Because I don't feel like I I don't feel like I could dis- discuss strategy with their mother on most things do you think you're that far apart on stuff i just feel like there's some kind of competition there that shouldn't be there i see like i wanted to be the one to talk about yeah 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 i see so i feel like if i came out and was like hey so i think we're it's time to talk about so i talked to our daughter about masturbation or (laughs) no but to give it away and be like you know i think we need to have a conversation about masturbation with the children. Right. This is what I was thinking. And then the kids go to say, the other parent's house and then come back to me and like, mommy told us all about masturbation. And I was like, I thought I was going like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like there's like gun jumping that that happens. So it's the point of this is I find it very useful to have somebody I can talk to who I don't have to be worried about is right. going to like steal my strategy or my, <laughs> my, my intros or funny stories or something the funny thing like i think i think one thing i want to kind of say in my you know 20 odd years of being a parent the best laid plans never come to fruition it really i i think i think you know one a couple of overall things that i would say to anyone who's sort of on pins and needles about this kind of thing is that you don't have to go to your Google Calendar and say, here's the day that I'm going to have the talk. <laughs> There's going to be a talk about sex tonight. Right. And and I, I, I really think, I mean, aside from certain things, when you notice certain things, behaviors, questions, right. you know, they will sort of signal to you when it's time to talk about certain things. And the fact that... This is an ongoing conversation that yeah, starts it's never when just they're one conversation. No, and it shouldn't be because that is sort of like you know, even when your partner says we need to talk, and the other partner goes, "Oh shit!" Like what? What? It's never just about like we need to talk about dinner. Like it doesn't <laughs> generally end well. Well, I like to talk about dinner, well, but that's yeah. that's me and schedules. <laughs> Are we gonna, are we going to give that away? Is that no? Give what away? About how we wake up in the morning and you go. I don't believe this is scheduled in our day to talk about <laughs> the, how we schedule our day. Wake up in the morning and. and good morning, it, beautiful. Good morning. Good Would you morning. like to hear the schedule? Would you? <laughs> I actually do say that. Too. <laughs> Would you like to hear the schedule for today? And you go, oh man, do I? Yeah. Would I? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it. You don't schedule the talk. It happens based on. 
things that go on like it's contextual right yes and it should be yeah because i think it comes across very daunting and scary and and heavy yeah when you go you know and that's why we called this the talk yeah because what kind of shit is that like it this is a conversation (sighs) this is something that's like saying you know we had that one conversation about you not leaving your shit around Anybody who's a parent knows that is an ongoing conversation. Oh, oh my God. It's been three weeks of me trying to get my oldest to put his toothbrush back in the toothbrush holder. <laughs> and I'm reminding him twice a day. So you're day. seriously having lots of conversations about... Yeah. how If he can't put his toothbrush in the holder, how am I going to get him to like make sure he doesn't stick his dick in everything he finds? Okay. Like, no, but seriously, like... What's what about, your younger one cannot keep his hands off of it. No, I'm and everybody saying. talks to him about it. Like, do do you they? To, yeah, they're like, do you need to go to the bathroom or something? <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> and if the person asking him is not a penis holder, they don't understand. And, and I have to look at them and go, no, sometimes it just feels good to just squeeze it. And just, you know, like... Forever. Yeah, like just... Like, you know. And so... And so... <laughs> and then I'll have to turn to, to turn to my youngest and say, it's cool that that feels good, mm-hmm. but it's not appropriate to do it in the restaurant or at the, at dinner, the dinner table, table. <laughs> or while you're talking to me and like pushing yourself into the corner of the couch <laughs> like my daughter sometimes does. Okay. Like... <laughs> It's, it's, and I've always been very conscious and I know like we're kind of already sort of getting into, Mm -hmm. into it. That's okay. But I've always been very conscious about not making it shameful that they're doing these things. Yeah. But teaching them or trying to teach them what, when and where it's appropriate to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Venue is a pro, is, is important. And, you know, like what, what, there's time and place is is important. Time and place. Time and place. All right. So let's get into it. All right. All right. Where are we going to start? So I think a great place to start is from the time they can understand English, which is pretty young, mm-hmm. you should be using the proper names. Right. And why is that anatomy. important? Because I think that, you know, I know adults that still use weird names. That would be weird. It is weird. Like, could you imagine going on a date with someone and, and they like whisper to you, Touch me in my flower. And you're like, what? <laughs> Would you like to see my oohoo? Yeah, like weird. No, I don't. No, that. No, it's weird. And I think you know we use we use the proper names for other things, right? right? Like, you know, um, do you remember the? Did, did you ever when your kids were so, small, 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 do the Tony Nose song? Tony Nose. To- Tony Chestnut. Sorry, Tony Chestnut. Tony Chestnut. Yeah. Is he a lounge singer? <laughs> Actually, now that I'm saying that, like they use nut for head, which doesn't make that sense. Doesn't make and sense it's kind of gross now when I think about it. But like Tony Nut seems it only gets to about waist high <laughs> on the boys. <laughs> like... <laughs> so why would they why would they call a head a nut? Like I get I get people being a bit squeamish about calling a penis a penis. Right. But a head, a nut, like why? I think I think I think because Tony Chesthead sounds really weird. Tony Chesthead. <laughs> so, but I but I think that, you know, subconsciously it imbues some sort of shame or weirdness yeah. around your genitals if this is a note, where's your eyes, where's your nose, where's your mouth and and here's the, these are ankles and these are elbows and these are shoulders and and then when it comes to your genitals 
it's all these weird yeah made up words names. made yeah. up words and that were you know subconsciously or consciously it's like we can't they're unspeakables we can't talk about this and it sends that message very early that that's not something that you talk about and i think that's wrong i think you know there are parts of your body everybody has genitals most people have genitals yep most people do and i think that um that that's something you know even when you're changing their diaper Mm -hmm. You should be using the same, the, the proper words. Which I always did. But now I've, I've kind of backed myself into a corner. Oh, because I didn't so? make, I, well, because I didn't make the distinction between a vulva and a vagina. Right. Right. The vulva is the outside. The vagina right. is the inside. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when now when I'm talking to my daughter. Right. I'm having to like. Back up a little bit. Well, just I'm sure, sure I'm she using... doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't remember the fact that you didn't use the term vulva when she you just were called, changing no, her diaper. But she, but she just, she just, it's all vagina. But you know what? To be fair, I think most of us has been, have been doing that most of our lives. It's yeah. just a recent development where it's yeah. like, oh right, yeah. And it's 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 kind of horrifying to think that most of us, Got even, it wrong. even even like vulva owners and vagina owners, yeah haven't made that distinction until fairly recently which is like wow okay okay yeah i mean if you if you ask most women to if you if you gave them an anatomical yeah drawing of a vulva and a vagina and, and a clitoris and and all the, they wouldn't be able to name the different parts of female genitalia no that's true like we know more i know more about male genitalia than female genitalia up until recently from, and like from school like from no. sex ed that you received or just from my own Research? deliberate education <laughs> of myself yeah well i think once you know like what the actually oh. just just i'm just gonna throw this in here yeah go throw it dr jen gunter's the vagina bible yep if you can put a link to that in your yep. show notes it is amazing just nothing but facts yeah it's really good <laughs> it's really really good and it and it i mean you can read it all the way through if you want to or you can use it as a reference type yeah. resource mm -hmm. but really really i mean for anyone that owns a vulva and vagina or for someone that loves someone with a vulva or vagina really really it's good it's key yeah. it's key to have but yeah i think i think that it's important to talk about things in terms of what they're actually called. Do you know how I remember or how I started to remember the difference between a vulva and a vagina? I'm so I'm so anxious for you to tell me. Well, like most <laughs> of our medical terms, mm -hmm. they have a Latin oh, language okay. origin. Yes. yes, okay. And vagina mm -hmm. comes from the Latin word that means sheath. Ah. Like where the penis goes, right? Which every, is every is... sword needs a sheath. Is the, <laughs> like is the is the horrible like Roman oh. soldier term, right? Oh, like, okay. Yeah, but that's that's where it comes. And I wish I, I knew what the Latin word for sheath was, but it's very close. Like, I mean, if I say is vagine, it to, I sound is, like is it close Borat, to penis? But no, it's no. Not okay, close. all right. <laughs> I mean, there's more things that you can do with a vagina rather than put a penis in it. Well, I'm just saying, true. right? Just put saying things on or around the vulva. Oh, the patriarchy. Patriarchy. <laughs> you can only put things in it that's that's all you can well do. and you know what i mean this is a little bit aside from what we're talking about but the term hysterectomy that's a great one 
Yeah, but it is I mean, a great one because because I mean, great in the sense that like holy fuck, a great example. Yeah, yeah, like it's the medical procedure where your uterus is removed, mm-hmm. and you might ask yourself, why is it called a hysterectomy? Because it was once believed that the uterus the uterus traveled around the body, creating chaos and hysteria in women. <laughs> Well, it's why, 2020 medical community change that shit well that's why a vibrator was invented well what yeah i know yes exactly you know to, to, to calm that hysteria. shit down yeah you know what it still works it still works <laughs> especially when it has air pulse technology i i am going to start a petition to call it a uterectomy as it should be yes yeah i agree yeah that but that's another show okay All right. so appropriate anatomical terms yes. are important because i think it also helps children as they grow up be able to communicate better about yes, what's going on. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, especially if there's a boundary mm-hmm. crossed. Right. Um, also, I think when they're very, very young, you need to affirm curiosity about their own bodies. Right. Right? Like, um, and and even like it's not even like when they're babies and stuff like that, they're they're gonna explore sure. their own their own bodies, right? Yeah. It's not something that, you know, when they're a little bit older, like your little one that you yeah. you know, you were talking about, which we'll kinda get into next. But, you know, um you know, parents like slapping their kids' hands away. Yeah, and, like and if they if they're touching themselves or, yeah, or whatever. Like, um like my daughter went through a phase where she always had her fingers like in her pants. Like as a baby? Like as no, a toddler? No, like a mm, couple of years ago, two, three years ago. Oh, so when she was like four or five. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. Yeah. And see, that that kind of that's a great segue into the next yeah. kind of phase where the curiosity about their bodies yeah. sort of advances into, hmm, what can I... Oh, my fingers go in here. Mm-hmm. Or other stuff can go in here or if i push up against the couch it feels good or oh if goodness, i squash my penis a couple of times it yeah. feels good yeah. and you know um not at the dinner table go wash your hands and let's <laughs> eat right i don't know how many times i've had to say that sentence to my children in the last couple of years well you know it's funny uh <laughs> my older my older son uh i'll never forget this as long as i live um the room in my house that is now my office used to be like the playroom the toy room right right and it was basically i used to that was a sweet little name for it where i would just throw shit into this room (laughs) if people were coming over so it didn't look like my house was a disaster all the time and my younger one was a newborn essentially like an infant and i think there's like there's just under three years it's like two and a half years between my between my boys and so I was doing yoga in the house, just like everybody's doing now. Right. Um, but, you know, at that time it was because I didn't have babysitting. Yeah, you can take yeah, kids anywhere. No. And um, so my younger baby was in the little bouncy thing. Mm-hmm. And my older son was sitting behind me on the couch. And while I was in Downward Dog, I noticed that he was, he had his hand down his underwear. <laughs> and I said to him, hey, that's cool. I know that feels good. However, that's not something that we do in front of people. You know, you do that in private. And he said, like in my room. And I was like, yeah, you could do it in your room or in the toy room. And I was like, yeah, you could do it in the toy room. And 
don't you know this kid like hops off the couch, walks into the toy room and slams the door? <laughs> and I was just like, starts yanking. Okay. It. <laughs> like it was just so funny. Like, oh, I'm just, I thought it was just like a theoretical conversation right. about yeah, all like, the different venues that would be appropriate for that. He not was just where he can go. Next. He, he was, he was looking at it as of where can I go right now yeah. to do that thing? Because you're, you're busy. You're mm-hmm. like stomping on my vibe right now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I always thought that was, and I, yeah. and and I was. It was one of those moments as a parent where you go, "Wow, okay, I guess that was one of those things that they just don't prep you for." Yeah, it just hits you. Yeah, and 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 I, I think it's important to not. Again, you know, you kind of you kind of alluded to it earlier about if you're going to be weird about it, they're going to be weird about it. Yeah, and I think. You know, as a parent and as a human, it's imperative that you get the fuck over your awkwardness about sex. Well, and and I think a lot of us feel like we can talk to children that have the same gender as us mm-hmm. easier than if they don't. Like, I, I feel so much better equipped to talk to my boys about stuff mm-hmm. than I do with my daughter and single parents have always had both sides of the conversation mm-hmm. with their children but i feel like i i don't have the same kind of like intrinsic knowledge about like the female reproductive system to be able to have those conversations and i don't want to be you know wait x number of days until you're back with your mother to ask that that question you know well, what i mean well i think i mean it, it's weird because I didn't I didn't feel any awkwardness talking with my boys about stuff. No. No, and and I like maybe if I had a daughter, I would ha- I would have a harder time with that too. I don't know, hmm. but I think you probably are smart to leave that to her mother. I mean, I'll answer. I if she I mean, asks, if she, she yeah, asks questions, she asks, I'll answer to the best of my ability. I mean, I mean, I think that's important too. Yeah. Where you don't go, I don't know. Ask your mother. Like, I, I think yeah. that's important that you'll address things to the best of your ability and then acknowledge. You know, like here's my take on that. You might want to have a conversation with your mom too. You mm-hmm. know, because she knows more about this than I do. Well, but I think what's really important is to not say, uh, "We'll talk about that when you're older." No, that's such a dismissive attitude to have about anything i remember like that that used to drive me crazy my parents would do that to me a lot Mm. and it used to drive me nuts not even just about sex about anything like i remember sitting at a stoplight at an intersection with my parents in the car and the light started to flash green and i was like why is the light flashing and legit the answer was i'll tell you when you're older like it would have taken almost less words to just tell you why it was flashing. Like, I was nine. <laughs> I wasn't stupid. Like, yeah. you can't explain You can't explain what an advanced green is <laughs> to a nine-year-old. Like, I was just kind of like... And when I did discover what it was, I was offended all over again. Yeah, because I like, was what like, you, you what, didn't... am I dumb? Like, you can't... What? I, you, you were either... You either thought I was too stupid or you were too lazy to explain what an advanced green was yeah, i'm tapping my nose that was the last one it was just didn't want to have a conversation yeah i think is what it is yeah and like with with my littles now they're old enough that they want to start like bathing by themselves right okay right showering and stuff like my daughter doesn't want to take baths anymore because she doesn't want to get water inside her and because she's had problems where like soap gets up inside and it's a little stingy how does soap get up inside 
by being in the bathwater. No, I don't know. Anyway, so she happy. wants to shower. I'm I'm happy with that. Okay, but make sure you tell her not to put soap well, in her and, vagina. And this is, but this is what, like, when you talk about things, I feel like I'm equipped to talk to my daughter about. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, when you're washing, make sure you focus on these areas. And don't do this, like right. just the outside, and that's just all tell you need her to your do, vagina right? is a self-cleaning oven. Yeah. You just tell her that. Yeah, but like with my boys, I have to tell them because penises can get schmegma and, and <laughs> kind of like they can get gross if you don't look after Who them. Came up with that word. Give that person a Pulitzer. is that is that a real word? I don't know if it's a medical term, <laughs> but it, okay. but if you say schmegma, everybody knows everybody that knows means. what okay. you're talking yep. about, right? Okay. Yep. So it's important. Hey, look, belly buttons need to be cleaned too, right? I mean, any kind of crevice or cavity is going to collect lint and whatever. So you just need to make sure that they focus on keeping that stuff clean, right? Yeah, right? like when I realized why you're, when, as a child, not as an adult, but as a child, when I discovered why your belly button smells like that, I was like, ugh. Why does it smell like that? Because it's basically like, like on the other side of your colon. Is that why your belly buttons smell like belly buttons? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My mind like, might be a little bit blown. I don't know. Like, if you push all the way in there, like, is it closed up in there It somewhere? is closed up. <laughs> I actually had this talk with my kids, like, legit last week about right. what belly buttons are and why we have them. Right. And explaining, But like, it's like a little conduit to yeah, your... Yeah, it was your umbilical to, cord. And to your digestive just, system. Yeah, and yeah. They, once it's cut, it just dries up and falls off. It's not like... I don't know if you th- ever, like, when you were growing up, if you thought, like, an innie or an outie was based on, like, how the doctor tied the knot on the belly button, <laughs> right? But that's not how that works. They clamp it and cut it, and it just falls off. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that's... Your belly button's your belly button. Yeah, it's not because, like, you got a doctor who just ties giant balloon knots every time he ties off a, a, a belly button or an <laughs> umbilical cord. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. We This is the thing. And I don't even think, as parents, we realize some of the weird shit we say to our kids. Mm-hmm. Like, for... Years. We just recycle the weird shit that our parents said to us. For ye- I was legitimately 23 before something that my mom told me all the time that I was growing up that I go, wait a second. Oh, what? No. <laughs> what was so, it? So my mom used to and still loves to drink chocolate milk. So she would get like the the, the chocolate milk powder, mm-hmm. like up here in Canada, it used to be called Nestle's Quick. Now it's just called like Nesquik. Mm-hmm. And so she would put that in. And she told me a story that she went to her doctor and her doctor said, no, no, you can't put chocolate milk powder in your milk. It takes the nutrients out of the milk. And that's how she justified not giving it to you anymore? Well, and it was like, this is why we can't drink tons of chocolate milk. Because like you, it, it just, you just get rid of... And well, I it has a lot of sugar. Well, okay. So there is a reason. But I was, I, <laughs> I was like cooking in residence overseas, like in Australia. Right. And, and I just uh, like, I was like, what? Like I had this... <laughs> I had this moment. Yeah, this realization. Yeah, because I used that... to, like, my snack was, like, I would have cornflakes and I'd pour milk and then I would, I'd sprinkle Nesquik over it and make, like, chocolate cornflakes. That was, like, my, <laughs> my thing. And, and I did that. That's and I was, really like, sad, by the way. It's delicious. Try it. Mm. And, and, and then I was, like, 
are you what no and then i had to think about it i'm like is there something in like the nesquik that like pulls out all the vitamins and i'm like no of course it adds too much sugar and you don't want you know your doctor's telling you don't do this because of these health reasons and somehow my mom's brain it became because it makes the milk less nutritious and so i don't think she was like hey you know what i'm gonna throw this thing on see how long my kid takes to figure it out <laughs> like but we do that kind of stuff and that's right. why it's it's important that when you make throwaway comments like i'll tell you when you're older mm-hmm. that it's gonna have it you aren't really fully aware of what impact that's gonna have on the children and so when you call you know a penis I don't know, a swizzle stick or some, some <laughs> like <laughs> a swizzle stick or okay. a giggle stick or whatever. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, and you go, haha, that's funny. You don't know how that's going to shape right. your child's understanding of that for yeah. however many years until they get become a grown up and go, wait a minute. It's like sex ed for clowns. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So, um, so we, we're moving forward now from curiosity about their own bodies mm-hmm. and not being shamey about that, acknowledging mm-hmm. that that's okay, that they explore their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, what about when they get to an age where they become curious about other children's bodies? So I remember growing up finding one of my sisters and a male friend playing doctor really yeah they were like five or six years old well that yeah that's the age that we're talking about right it's kind of but my told me that story yeah it was my oldest sister oh wow okay yeah and and like full-on like naked and like pointing stuff i think somebody actually had a stethoscope on so they like were actually playing like wow they like from a kid's (laughs) like a fisher price doctor kit or something they were making that legit yeah yeah hey what can we do trust me trust me i have a stethoscope on (laughs) oh well you know he has a stethoscope yeah okay and but my children never i've never encountered that with my children Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it's because I've like nudity has always been very comfortable in in the household. Right. I mean, only amongst like us. It's not like we get home and like get naked and just no, walk no, around. No. But, but <laughs> no, but it's never been a ah! Yeah. Like yeah, I don't yeah. sleep with pajamas. Right. Right. And so if my kids find me in the morning, I'm naked. It's right. not I'm not And that that was never weird. For no, them. it was no. never weird. It's just that's just And what you happens. have you have to realize that there'll be a certain point where yes. your kids will be like, Dad. I don't want to see that. Yeah. So like, don't come in the room. Don't then. come in my room. Yeah. Right. So um well and then I think I think when you when you get to that age and and you know what I, to be honest I never had an issue with that with my children either. No. I never found them exploring each other's bodies as kids. I never found that, that kind of stuff, but but that is a good time to start talking about consent yes. and boundaries which we already do when we talk to kids like hey, it's not okay to hit somebody else. Right. So it's already and it's I think similar. It is similar in terms of yeah. violating somebody's personal space, whether mm-hmm. it's hitting them or touching them inappropriately. Right. Right. Um, there's a great uh, video. I don't know if any of you have seen the tea video of consent. I'm going to put the tea consent video in anyways, just because it's awesome. It's really awesome. It's yeah. so it's and funny. Yeah. Um, but there's also one for kids made by the same people. Yeah. It's, we just watched it. Well, I just watched it for the first time with you a couple of days ago. Last night, like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is awesome. It's I'm gonna, so as, good. As soon as I have my kids all in one spot, mm-hmm. I am going to watch that with yeah. them. Yeah. I, I think, think that, that like that is a video that before you watch anything else on YouTube, kids, that's the that's your inaugural video. <laughs> that, it's the consent video. <laughs> that is your like pre-roll for every video. That's right. And now watch Caillou. And it's... Fuck Caillou. <laughs> All of our Canadian friends will know 
who Caillou, who Caillou is. is and fuck Caillou. James Fell did a great thing about about Caillou. Maybe we'll put a link to that. Okay, too. I'm going to put that. I'm going to make a um, note about that. But but I think that's that's an important time to start talking about boundaries and autonomy around your body that your body belongs to you mm-hmm. and nobody gets to touch your body without you're okay and that's also a time a couple of things one where you talk about when it's okay for um care what is okay for caregivers and parents and right and like like it's okay for you know when you go to the doctor it's okay for the doctor to check you mm-hmm. it's not okay for Uncle so and so to right like it's not it's it's not okay for other adults to to what you're look like you're about to no I there's a there's I've I know what you're trying to say and I've tried really hard to convey that point but at the same time also not make them scared right that everybody out there wants to just see them naked or touch their genitals you know what I mean And, and so like. Having that sort of thing, like nobody will ever ask you to do. Nobody should. No adult should ever ask you to do this. Yes. Unless like your Daddy's parent there. or your grandmother or whoever is, is with there, you, yeah. right? Like yeah. th- those kinds of like things. they like they would never be in the doctor on their own at no. this age, no. right? You're always going to be there. Um, but sometimes, like extended family members will look after. Yes. The children, right? Yes. And, and give that, them a bath or something. Yes. Like that, and I think right? that you know, I think that is a specific conversation that you yeah. can, you know. Your auntie's going to be watching you tonight, you know, but, but I think, but I also think that kids are very good at, you know, whether they can express it or not. And if you open up that door to conversation, they know when you go this, they, they go, this doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. And that's something that I think is prudent to have a conversation with. When you feel like something is wrong, you talk to me about it. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Whatever. No, doesn't matter what anybody says to you. It's going to be okay. You can tell me anything you can tell me anything that makes you feel uncomfortable i've said i've said to my kids that they can talk to me about thanks cat um they can talk to me about anything Mm -hmm. i might get angry about something like if they broke something or whatever but i'm never it's i i'm i'm never gonna not love them and i'm never not gonna be their parent right exactly but but to try to reiterate that that, that those lines of community i don't always say hey you can tell me anything and i'll always be okay with it because my reaction isn't always going to be okay no but But i think i think they need to know that you're not going to lose your shit like i think you know kids are afraid that you know and that's the other thing too is that parents will say you can tell me anything and then they tell you something and you go like you and then they go well this is why i'm not gonna tell you you i'm not doing that again like that you know it doesn't matter what what you say but the other part is about this is the time where and I, I still see parents doing this. Mm. Forcing a child to show someone else affection. affection. Yeah. Give auntie so-and-so a kiss. Hug, Hug this yeah. person. You know, do and, and it's just, it's so, it's such a violation. We tell kids to have boundaries and all that kind of stuff. But then we force them to show affection to the people that we think they should show affection right. for. Because this right? person's okay. It's like when we tell kids not to talk to strangers and then we force them to talk to strangers every day. Yeah. Say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> the, I don't know you, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I, and I'm not saying you shouldn't prompt oh, I'm, your I'm, children to show, to show 
manners. manners yeah. But I think that telling your kids don't talk to strangers, that's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Right? Like that, because we talk to strangers every day. Yeah. Every day. Don't go with a stranger. Yes. Don't allow a stranger to touch your genitals. Yeah. That's different. But Anybody. So, or anybody, but, yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, so I think those distinctions are important to make. The consent, that consent for kids videos that we're going to link up. Yeah. It'll be on the things we love page. Mm-hmm. Um, has a, a bit about that where they're like, go give auntie so-and-so a kiss. Mm-hmm. And the kid goes, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to wave instead. And yeah. like, that's like the most articulate three-year-old I've ever I like, know. seen. Well, it's right? narrated by a child, it which sounds is, like is it's actually really yeah. sweet. And yeah. it's kind of like... No, I think I'm just going to wave. And we need to give children that power, that autonomy. Yeah. You know, and to ask, is it okay if I give you a hug? I never force your children to hug me. No. I ask them, can I have a hug? And they, and depending on the time of day. Yeah. They may, they may spontaneously hug me or they may go, I'll go, I'm going to go. Can I have a hug? And they go, "Mm," they kind of make, if it's early in the morning. Yeah. They're not having it. No. And no, that, not. and I go, okay, see you later. And you just wave. Bye. Are you okay? So I'm trying to move without banging the mic and I was unsuccessful at that. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Stop moving. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, yeah, so. So I think the next thing in that sort of stage, if you become pregnant or your partner becomes pregnant mm-hmm. or you see someone who's pregnant the natural question is, where do babies come from? How did it get there? The stork brought it. <laughs> right? If only. <laughs> if only the stork brought babies. That would be so much easier. It would require a lot less stitches. Yeah, that probably. Yeah. And, and yeah. So, <laughs> so how have you, have your kids asked you where babies come from? Yes. We've, I remember. I've had this conversation. It's evolved over probably the last year with them. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of conversing at the dinner table. That seems to be mm. where we have a lot of conversations. Very important to eat family meals together, people. Yeah. And and oftentimes, because I live about a 15-minute drive away from my kid's school. Mm-hmm. So we have that that time in the car. Every, they're so chatty in the car. They're super chatty in the car. Which and is great. It is good. And so we'll have these conversations. And, and we've had this conversation about where babies come from. And so, it, you know, it started out <laughs> talking about sperm and egg. And and like... <laughs> Which I find so funny because kids are like, I don't get it. Well, and they're like, where's it? And I'm like, well, the sperm... How does it get The there? sperm is made in your testes for the boys and the eggs testes are... Testes one, two. Yeah, tes- testes one, two. And then, and then you know, the egg is made in the ovaries of, of you know, the ovary holder, the, the girl. The ovary holder. Well, because I'm... Just, it's, it's so tough. I'm trying to be sensitive about... Gender. About gender. Yeah. And sex. Right. Right. Like a sex in terms of like biological sex. Right, right. right. Um, you know, not all penis holders are male, for instance, right? right? Like gotcha. that kind of stuff. But at some point, it's got to be like, you know, ovaries are only generally found in people who identify as women. Although not everybody who identifies as women. So it, like, it's like the four-year-old's like, I just want to know where a baby comes from. <laughs> like, I don't need a class in, in, in gender studies, right? <laughs> 
So so it started. I, that's later anyway. It is that's, later. That's but, later. But but I think the language and the way you approach it is important even when they're young so that when you do have those conversations later, it's not like, oh, hey, hang on a second. You said that only women have vaginas. What What's going on with this thing now? Right? Well, you know, it's funny. I think even in schools, things are, are changing. Like they, the curriculum. They, they don't say, no, 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 not, not just the curriculum, but just like when I was a kid, they used to say, all right, boys and girls. Uh, and now it's. You know, all right, little ones, or all, all right, children. Right. And, and I think that's important because, yeah. you know, as you start, you know, when that language change, language is important. It and is. as you move words through, matter. words matter. Um, you know, I think even with parents, they don't necessarily say parents anymore. They, you're grownups. Right. Which I think is actually really cute. Yeah. You know, like your roommates? Give this to your grown-ups. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, or your keepers or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. The guardians of your humanhood, right? But My um, roommates bought me this sweet car bed. <laughs> you could get me a CB radio. My roommates with money. <laughs> yeah, right? My roommates with jobs. Yeah. <laughs> but so, like, we would have this conversation about, like, sperm and egg. Right. And then it was like, oh, okay, that's how a baby's made. And then inevitably it's like, oh, where does that stuff come from how does it get there and then and then it evolves to how does it get there and <laughs> and that's where i'm at right now i'll tell you where when you're older and that's why i've said i said there is a way that this happens but it's not appropriate for me to go into the right level of detail to explain it at the age that you are currently however when you get a that little is, bit older that is incredibly unsatisfying it is because they're like because i could see i could see your oldest going what is that bullshit? My like, oldest would be the other one's ear muffet. Like, uh, ear- <laughs> let me let me hear it. Ear muffs. Yeah, because they're all doing it Distract together. Distract the other two. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's hard too because when they're all in the car, right. maybe something's appropriate for your older two and your younger one is like, eh, you're not Because there's four years ready. between my oldest and my youngest. Four, mm-hmm. Almost four and a half. Yeah, so that, that's youngest. quite a gap. Yeah. yeah. And you're, Especially at the age they are now. Right? Yeah, like your little one would be like, what? Yeah, he's pretty cool though he just like but he's so astute like yeah. he would go right he'd be like i gotta share this with everybody yeah. i gotta tell all my friends and that's it all i need is like you know his his teacher to write me back and be like oh my so goodness. your little one has been telling everybody how, how babies, babies are made, are made. Yeah. <laughs> and most of the class is four and five years old like that's not appropriate and this is and this is the thing is that you know i think at when they're at that stage and age the simpler the explanation, the better. Well, direct, like, right? Like, but, but simple, like, you know, um, bodies come together and those things meet. But I also think when you were talking about being sensitive to gender expression, I also think you need to talk about how there's lots of different ways that babies get made too because there's lots of non-traditional type yes. families. I I know I know someone whose um whose partner was just a surrogate for someone else. Right. For another couple. Right. And you got to explain that to your kids. Right. And and so then you can kind of talk more about like different families and there's lots of different ways that babies are made and there's lots of different ways to combine that that sperm and that egg right. and sometimes it's inside bodies and sometimes it's outside and you know like mm-hmm. when you get a little bit older then you you know we can get more into the medical explanation of how that how that all works but i think at that at that juncture it's a it's a great way to just talk about how all families are different and you know 
Like, and that's kind of the cusp of where that's I'm where at you're at with right mine now. now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've explained, or they've at least made the connection that the sperm has to leave the penis mm-hmm. and get to the egg. Right. They aren't like I think at at an academic level, my oldest understands that. <laughs> I don't think he's thought too hard about the mechanics, right? And of he, how and that you happens. You don't want them to at this point. It's no, like, eh. but it's coming, right? And I just got to be ready for the fact that (laughs) he's going to want a more detailed Mm -hmm. explanation. And I don't want him to go onto a porn site to find out what that explanation is. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of our next thing. I I think that um, if I were to, from the future, give you any advice. Please advise me. Um. When he asks the question, just answer that question. Yeah, don't go into extra And detail. wait for the next question. Right. I've made that mistake where my I've been so like hyped up to have this... The whole talk. This whole talk that they would ask one question and I would get seven steps down the road mm. before I turn to look right. back. And they're wide-eyed and open mouth going, what? Slightly like, traumatized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like... You know, I just asked why you're grumpy today. You know, like yeah. it, it was just like, <laughs> and and it's just, oh, wow. Like, you know, little bits at a time, little right. bits at a time. Yeah. And that's why, you know, again, it has to be an ongoing conversation because you're not going to be able to jam it all in no. in one conversation. I have another little story. So like um, just about when we were talking about babies and where babies come from and that kind of thing. Um, so... I was pregnant with my second one, mm-hmm. and um, my my friend had had her second baby. Okay, and so we were going. I was taking my older son to the. He was my only son at that time. Took him to the hospital to see the baby, and we didn't have time to go and get a gift. So we went to the like the hospital gift shop. Okay. to get a gift, and it was like this sweet little like super soft baby, okay. like stuffy baby. Okay. And her eyes were closed and she was just like the sweetest thing. So we bought her and then I was like, all right, so we're going to go upstairs now and give it to the baby. And his look was like, no, (laughs) this is my sleeping baby, my baby. And I was like, oh, oh no, like we bought this for, and he was like, no. And I was like, okay, I guess we're buying something else for the baby. Yeah, I guess we're buying two sleeping babies. And so, so... Um, sleeping baby was his baby and oh really oh yeah and when I had my baby um, one time I was nursing that baby on the couch and um, he asked if I could nurse sleeping baby (laughs) well I can can you put sleeping baby on your nipple I believe was the question (laughs) and I was like no Sleeping baby's your baby. You can do that. And he went, okay. And he like whipped his shirt up and put the baby under. Just mashed the baby. Mashed the baby's face onto onto his chest. It was really cute. Oh, that was another thing. If your baby, if your older child asks if you can, if they can nurse too, they're like, what are you doing? I'm feeding the baby. What are you giving them? Milk? Oh, can I have some milk? Don't say no. I don't know. I just found this worked for me. Okay. Um. They're like, oh, can I have some? And My you go, kids ask that. Sure. Yeah. And you grab your boob and you kind of shove it towards them and go, here you go. And they go, uh, 
no. Like they think you're going to put it in a cup for them. <laughs> and when you go, oh, no, 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 you got to get that right from the store. And they go, oh, yeah, never mind. No. Like if they're, you know, if they've been weaned for three years, they yeah. go, I'm cool. Thanks. <laughs> um, that worked for me. I don't know. Maybe maybe some of you have like cheeky monkeys out there. They're like, all right, cool. And toddle over. I don't know. <laughs> but I just remember that was my child only asked once. If he and could have some it. milk, and I just kind of stretched my boob out and went, "Yeah, here you go, come and come and have yeah, that." The, and ans- like, the answer for mine was always like, "No, that's the baby's milk now. Your milk is up in the." See, and then and that makes that. it makes that kid hate the baby even right, more because the baby took its milk away. Yeah, because you've been displaced. They oh, took your man. See, look, I'm already screwing up the kids. <laughs> wow. I think it's fine. Nobody, no, nobody's hurt yet. Although, you know, weren't they weren't they playing Marco Polo with their younger oh, with their younger yeah, and he brother and down the stairs? He rolled in a ball. Like a ball. <laughs> like a ball. Like a ball. Okay. So you alluded to learning from screens. Yes. And yeah, because nowadays everybody, a lot of children are spending time in front of computer screens learning because there's a lot of learning from home happening. Mm-hmm. And I know. There's some things you don't want them to learn from screens. Yeah. And there's things that you can do technologically to slow down that access to is that a concern for you that like that your kids have these devices i mean like you say you've you've put some things in place yeah like for instance some firewalls well for instance like they don't have unfettered access to youtube okay youtube is pretty good about keeping like sexual content from you i Mm. mean questionable political stuff not so great yeah but if they have access to the internet they can get it anyways. And and unfortunately, like... We're, they just kid, have to put a few different letters in well, to go from this, YouTube to you porn. This is the problem is that like the digital assistant, when they ask the digital assistant, because my youngest one doesn't know, I mean, he's learning how to read, but he doesn't know how to type things in. So we ask okay. the assistant, play me, uh, you know, play me a kid video. Right. The assistant doesn't go into the YouTube kids app and find a video the assistant goes to the web and goes oh. to YouTube. Oh, dear. So I've set up that on their devices that YouTube is blocked and the mm-hmm. website YouTube is blocked. Okay. It requires permission. I mean, they can right. get it if I give them permission, type in a code. And I've also on their devices in in the parental controls have blocked the URLs for the big kind of porn tube sites. <laughs> Um, probably wise for now mm-hmm. once once we have had that talk and we've had the talk about pornography and what it is and what value it can serve then there can be a discussion about unblocking that i can't imagine that you would ever unblock you porn for your children the thing is, is think you that, can do all I mean, you want there, there are some there are, you know, way more um, instructional and and useful and educational sites like OMG Yes mm-hmm. and sites like that where, I mean, and I think... But at what, what age do you buy your kid a porn subscription to OMG never. Yes? Never. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but, but like at what age do you unblock you porn? That I I think that that's something I don't I'm not know there about yet. That. Tell me, you're in the future. How did you deal with porn with your that's a great with question. your kids? I, I think because well, right cause, now cause I'm here's blocking the thing. everything. But that's you're not blocking gonna... everything. But that's in the house, right? And this is the thing. They, and they, they, uh, I would, yeah, they're gonna go to their friend's place, and their parents or, haven't done that. Or yeah, I mean yes, or they have their devices. At a place that has Wi-Fi, like McDonald's or any, pretty much any place that has Wi-Fi, 
and everything is wide open. I no, mean, they, they, I don't know who's sitting at McDonald's and watching you No, porn. but that's not a concern. If, Why not? If they're accessing it on their device, yeah. that device has blocked that URL. Oh, so the device is blocked, it's, not Yeah, just it's the, not at the router level. Oh, okay. It's not at the Wi-Fi hub because right. for that reason specifically. Right, right. It's in the parental controls. This is what I really like about iOS devices is okay. that the parental controls allow you to allow all access to the web or to block certain sites. I and see. so you can just basically blacklist certain websites and if they type that in they get a like sorry sorry a permission thing basically right right so like a lot of workplaces yeah pretty much pretty much but right? that yeah but th but this is the thing like um my boys are a lot older now and there is um evidence good evidence to suggest that boys as young as 11 right when my oldest 12, is approaching that yeah are discovering stumbling across mm -hmm. hardcore porn yeah and there are some real issues with that um in a couple of different ways one if you have um young boys and young men whose brains are steeping in hardcore porn from the time they're in grade six yeah to then they arrive in high school what kind of yeah how does that kind shape? of you know in the absence of comprehensive sex ed which is you know um it, it's 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 shameful and laughable all at the same time the sex ed curriculum that we have in this country and in other, in other countries. western countries yeah. probably all around the world i don't know I'm sure. I'm sure the Norwegians are doing it properly. Sure, and, the, the and Swedes have a great. The Swedes program. are doing it yeah. properly, but outside um, of Scandinavia, but outside of there, yeah. and probably you know New Zealand. Yeah. Um, so, what are the expectations of young men mm -hmm. and young and and boys, and what are the expectations of young women? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, you know the idea that. You know, porn bears about as much resemblance to real sex as Grand Theft Auto does to driving. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's kind of like that, but yeah. it's grossly exaggerated. Yeah. And, and the expectations are very, very unrealistic. Sure. To say the least. Yeah. But if you can have conversations about that and because you are able, you know, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, masturbation, you know, sort of after puberty as sure. well and self-exploration. But the idea that, you know, you can, like, does it affect your ability to make connections with real people at a certain point if if that is your only sort of sexual outlet and understand, you have a very poor understanding of what that is and how that fits into a healthy sexuality and and healthy expression of that i think that there's there's a couple of problems right now with the with porn being so easily accessible mm -hmm. i think you've touched on one really important part in terms of like the hardcore nature of pornography the fact that there's always this question on are human sexuality needs driving the pornography creation or is porn, because it's an entertainment medium, 
creating new ways of creating that content, more extreme ways, you know, gang like, bangs. Like, like and, art imitate life or life imitate right, art like, kind of thing. Yeah. Like what, what's so, going on So there? there's that, there's that side of it. And then the other, the other part of it, I think too, is the fact that there is this instant gratification hmm. that, that comes from the ability to just get any type of porn right. in any quantity at any minute of any day on your device. Right. Like growing up, as I did kind of at the start of the digital age where mm-hmm. I could get porn. It was mainly like scanned pictures of like centerfolds and stuff like that. <laughs> but it would take literally all night for right. that to download. Right, right. Now it's like you can pick up your phone and start watching a clip and be like, that's ah, not doing it for me. Next, next, mm, next, next. Right. And, and, and you can consume literally what might have taken thousands of hours to create in a fraction of a couple of seconds. Right. I think that the lack of deli- delayed gratification is also one of those issues with porn because sex in real life doesn't go like that no. all the time. And the illusion of choice. Yeah. Too, yeah. where you get overwhelmed and inundated with choice and yeah. then you're unable to make any choice. And yeah, you've got so much choice. Well, the paradox of choice. You have so much choice, you can't make a decision. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I used to... I used to have open conversations with my sons about pornography mm-hmm. and that it's, you know, just like a lot of things, it's not for children. Right. Just like alcohol, just like drugs. The just F like, word. Right? What? The F word is the current thing that are not oh, for the my F children. Because I say it and they go, can we say it? I said, it's not, no. a, it's not a word for children. When you're an adult, you can use this word That's right. appropriately. And, and And I would say the same thing, you know, just like a lot of things. Pornography is not for children. It's for grown-ups. And, you know, when you're a grown-up, you can make choices about what you consume and what you don't. Yep. And, I mean, but I also tried to keep it a little bit lighthearted. Like, when they were old enough to be left alone for the evening, like, you know, when they're like 16 and 14. Mm-hmm. And I'd go on, you know, I'd be walking out the door and be like, don't watch any hardcore porn. It'll interfere with your ability to relate to a natural woman and then you know have a good night right and i just kind of walk out the door and it was kind of like our just like, like a funny haha thing haha right? like yeah. a friendly reminder of yeah. you know just keep that in mind yeah. because you know they're still gonna do it yeah of course they as are. teenage boys they're yeah. still gonna consume it and maybe and teenage girls probably curious too i don't have that experience because i don't know and i never really asked my sons hey did any of your female friends watch porn because it's like i don't know the girls aren't going to tell them that, no. right? So they're not going to share that. So I think that's something that is, is especially important to have a very open, honest conversation with. I'm sure there's teens out there that have stumbled across their parents' search history. Yeah. If you're not using a private browser, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Not everybody's super, super tech savvy yeah, and yeah. it's important that you get tech savvy enough yeah you just have to be and the, your kids are probably going to get smarter than than the average like i think the average kid is going to be smarter than the average parent when it comes for to technology. sure but i think it's important to to take take a little bit of time to yeah. learn how to keep those things private and i mean maybe not use the family computer to mm-hmm. search your porn mm-hmm. you know another great thing about apple devices your ability to cast yeah you know, and keep your browser history on your phone yep. and off the computer yep. would be good. And I think I mean, everybody, I think nowadays especially, so many people have passwords on their phones mm-hmm. because so many features are disabled if you don't have that. Right. And I think that has the extra 
benefit of keeping things like your search history on your phone private from anybody else mm. because your kids can't just pick it up and start looking through it right, right? Mm. nothing's worse than like <laughs> when you're like you know starting to type you're showing some somebody something on your laptop and you and you, <laughs> and you open up you open up and you start typing and all of a sudden like it it the, the, it the, remembers it, it's like you know predictive text it's predictively remembering like oh are you about to type gangbang cream pie and you're like <laughs> no you type cr and like oh, it, no. and, and cream pie gets filled in and you wanted to put in christmas oh no christmas is ch yeah That's, or yeah. something right yeah yeah, like, yeah. oh my god yeah like, crispy chocolate chip cookies yeah, right, yeah. yeah. crispy wings <laughs> And instead, oh like, cream God. pie, that's like, cream like porn history shows oh up, my right? Lord. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. don't want that. You don't want that. No one wants that. Yeah. And your kids don't want to know what you're fapping to. Like, it's just, no, they do not no, need to no, know no. that. Just like I don't want to know what they're fapping to. No. There's, there's, autonomy is important. Privacy yes. is important, which leads me to the next yes. thing. And which you blessedly haven't reached yet that that point i'm getting there is masturbation in the teen years right i'm pretty sure my kids are masturbating at least my oldest ones are. no but i think after puberty masturbation after puberty is very different it's not just puffs of air and it's not just and it's not just you know it's not really an, an expression of starting to you know to express your own adult sexuality right right and and just because somebody hits puberty doesn't make them an adult i you know um Another, I'm going to, I'm going to invoke Jen Gunter again. Okay. Dr. Jen Gunter. She has this um, awesome series, web series on CBC Gem. Okay. Called Gensplaining. Yep. I'll put a trailer or a link to that. Oh my gosh. So good. And she does one um, about, about periods. Right. And um, about, she talks with a couple of um, OBGYNs about, myths about periods and things like that and they all agree and go yes 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 just because you have your period doesn't make you a woman you don't you don't become a woman overnight just mm-hmm. because just because you messed you there's a mess in your underpants do you right. know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah. and i think that's a really really important thing for everybody to remember like that's that's one of those dumbass things that parents say to kids right. like i remember my father saying to me so i heard you're a woman now and i was like ugh like it was just so <laughs> i it was so gross like i was first of all i was furious at my mother for telling my father that i got my period and it's like, why did you tell him that? <laughs> you don't know B's dad, but that was like a perfect impression Thank you. of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I was mortified. I was like, Mom, why would you? T-? And just the, like, what do you mean? I'm 12. How am I a woman now? Like, yeah. you're not a woman, right? Only only like Jeffrey Epstein would think that, right? Like, which that's its own problem. Yeah. But no one is an adult overnight. Becoming an adult is a process and puberty mm-hmm. doesn't make you an adult. But no, painfully puberty is much longer than uh, just overnight. Yeah. And and so, you know, once your children hit puberty and, you know, masturbation is something else, it becomes more an expression and an exploration of yeah. their sexuality as a developing adult. Um then again, it becomes a conversation of hygiene mm-hmm. and venue. Yes. And um, 
I, it's not that I want them to hide it. I just don't want to find evidence. You don't want to find socks that you can hammer nails in with? No. <laughs> like laundry day becomes like a minefield. Yeah. Nothing should be crunchy in the dirty laundry. <laughs> and, you know, or if you go to vacuum their room and there's just Kleenexes all over the place. <laughs> Oh, I have allergies. It's like, I'm your mother. You very don't. Like, I, you know, um, don't bullshit a bullshitter. Like, just put your shit away. Just throw and it in the garbage. Throw it in the garbage. It's fine. Um, you know, so I think that that more is to acknowledge that that is okay. Yeah. You know, um, I think there was a call on Dan Savage one time about, so like, I I got my son some lube and I got him whatever. And I, and like, just sort of like, let's celebrate that you're masturbating now. And I asked my younger son, like, <laughs> how would you feel? And he was like, don't ever do that. <laughs> I don't ever want to come home and find fancy Kleenexes and a bottle of lube next to my bed. Like, please don't ever do that. There have been calls about that, like on, on Savage Love a couple of times about like, you know, we want to get a vibrator for our daughter so that she can explore her body and learn how. And, and all these things are great. Right. But, but buying. What is the line? Yeah. Give them a gift card to Amazon and let them find something there. Now, you bring up a great point. Thank Be you. And I would like to address. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Those are the only kinds I have. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We are very comfortable, I think, as comfortable as parents can be mm. with acknowledging m male masturbation. Sure. And the, and the dirty socks that come with it. Right. Um, thank you, American Pie um, <laughs> series, of which I've never watched any of those. Oh, but, my okay. goodness. We should no, watch them tonight. No, I'm good. Thanks. Um, don't ruin pie for me. Okay. <laughs> Dolphins are already ruined. I don't want to ruin pie, too. Um, but I think that... This is something that needs to happen for our daughters mm -hmm. is that there's not Wait. enough acceptance of masturbation for girls. And I think that can be a very dangerous thing because yeah. girls are, are um, dissuaded from, you know, that kind of exploration we, you talked about that with Dr. Murray. About we did. We did talk about that. And I think that that can become a real problem when yeah. we talk about, you know, coming to partnered sex, not knowing anything about your body, mm -hmm. what it does, any of those things. And I think it's important for women to explore their own bodies yes. and know what they're capable of and understand that pleasure isn't about someone else. It's about you. Mm -hmm. And just, and, and this is the thing, young men are encouraged to do that yeah to explore and, and girls are discouraged from doing yeah. that it's just so crazy like girls are sexualized so early and yet any kind of useful information or allowance of exploration of their own bodies is not okay right like it's okay for them to make t-shirts for eight-year-old girls that say yes but not with you ew yeah. Serious? Oh, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, it's gross. Like, there's no middle childhood anymore for girls. No, eh? It's basically just you go from cute to hot. Right. 
and or just witnessed the countdown clock on the Olsen twins becoming legal, right? Ugh. Yeah. Was that a thing? No, that was. I mean, it's a horrible thing, but it was a thing. Oh my god. Yeah. You know, and see, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, you know, the sexualization of young girls, and I'm talking young, like girls as young as eight, nine, ten yeah. years old. It, it's, and yet, there's such a a a, a sex shamey message yeah. sent to them about anything that may be a healthy expression of their own sexuality. Well, it's or, it's to sexualize them for men's For men, yes. Yeah, men want that, but they can't want anything that might be advantageous to their own self-identity or their own pleasure. No, and I think I think that's the other part too is that when you keep female pleasure out of sex and the sexualization process, yeah, then it's just about performance, right? Right, like yeah. So much of you know my first few years having sex was it was performative. It wasn't about what what I was what pleasure I was getting out of it. Okay, it was about that guy thinking how great in bed I was because of what I did. For him. Right. Right? It wasn't about me. My, the pleasure I got out of that sex was how he walked away thinking, wow, that was fucking amazing. So when did that switch? <laughs> Any day now. No, oh. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny though. That I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, when did that stop? Probably after I, probably after I um, started, like after I got divorced. Wow. Yeah. So do you think that there could have been something in your early sexual years that could have changed that for you? Yeah, being being encouraged to express my own sexuality right. and and the way that the way things are there seems to be a shift now yeah. that you know that female pleasure, female desire, female sexuality is something that has may not have anything to do with a partner. Right. And that women are allowed to be sexual beings just like men are allowed to be sexual beings. And I think for a lot of my sort of formative years of my sexuality, that was not... That was not the way it was. That was not the way it was. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, and and everybody, you know, I know this is about, you know, this is about kind of talking to kids about sex and stuff like that. But, you know, WAP is a perfect example right. of the evidence of that that you know whether you like the song or not doesn't matter well i'm putting the link to that video <laughs> in. <laughs> there's my cardi b for you yeah. you're welcome um but that it's 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 women taking ownership of their sexuality yeah and doing what they want with it and that's that's not something that was ever an option for me as a young woman it was little i was there you know, I was just there for his pleasure and he was there to think I was great in bed. Right. Right. And and it was like, oh, wait, you mean like I didn't start masturbating till I was 20. Really? No. What did you do through all your teen years? Nothing. Wow. I had sex with the wrong men. That's, That's what, what you I, did. Yeah. <laughs> whenever, whenever you felt like you should masturbate, you just. No, I. Well, no, I, I mean, that, I didn't even I don't even think that was in my my no, I, consciousness. No, 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 no. That was something that boys did. That wasn't something. That oh, girls so you did. didn't even think like you there was a way to do that. No. So 
Do you think a conversation with one of your parents would have changed that? Yeah. Like, I knew what sex was. They didn't tell me. Right. I heard from someone else. Well, but that was sex ed in the 70s and 80s. No, like, I know. It was, it was more your friends and... Oh, yeah. Like, what... when my... what Like, the, like <laughs> if my friend who told me what sex was is listening, I, I wonder if she remembers this conversation. We were walking home from school. <laughs> and what grade she told... Uh, I feel like I didn't find out until I was like in sixth grade. Okay, so it was el- it was elementary school, like middle elementary school, school okay. yeah. Like I was like eleven or twelve, and she told me what sex was, and I remember being absolutely appalled at 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 that notion. And then, um, just just to show you how there was middle childhood when we were young, we made our Barbies fuck for a couple of years. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's they all we each did. Each other, or they fucked Ken doll too? No, no, no. They fucked Ken. Poor yeah, Ken. and each other. Yeah, no, we. I didn't know what masturbation was for women. Do you think I knew what like lesbian sex was about? Like, you think I made my Barbie scissor? Like, I didn't know anything, <laughs> anything about that. Nothing about that. No, no, no. Yeah. But but so but that affected me as an adult. The fact that my parents and you know not to blame it all on my mother, but that would have been helpful. Yeah. For her to have that conversation with me would have been really, really helpful because if my only sexual outlet was other people, right? maybe I wouldn't make the best choices all the time. Yeah. Right? Like, so... Clipful thinking. What? Clipful thinking. Yeah, exactly. And We and, do weird things when we're horny. Yeah. And, and or make weird as, decisions, I should As say. Joe Rogan would say... Jerk off first, you know, before you make any yeah. any conversation and any decisions like that. Um, you know, but I I have had conversations with my sons about you know the appropriateness of a venue and cleaning up after mm-hmm. themselves and that kind of thing. Um, and I think it's just again, I think you need to get yourself right first you got to be comfortable with the subject matter you need to be comfortable and yeah. you know what because they're gonna if ask you, questions. if you need some therapy about it to get over your weirdness then do that if not for yourself but f- then for your kids you know don't yeah. don't don't pass on all your weird shamey bullshit mm-hmm. onto mm-hmm. your children um and and i I'm, I'm actually i think your kids are really lucky to have you oh because you're very comfortable with sex with yep. your sexuality and and I think even even though I think you know you're going to allow some things to remain you know your ex's domain as far as talking to your daughter yes um, some things you know I, I I think it's good that she will feel that she can talk to dad about stuff too I think that's really important I, my goal in all of this is for all of my kids to feel comfortable to talk to me about sex. Mm -hmm. And I think specifically when you're talking about like a father daughter or a mother son relationship, Mm -hmm. I think it's important for them to feel like they can come to you for the other, the other perspective. For sure. Oh no, absolutely. And, and so I have one more step that you are like so far away from. Yes. I, you've left me in the dust. Sorry. I'm (laughs) my, they're, they're growing up fast. Thankfully, they're not 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 that not fast. that fast. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So, so the last kind of stage I think that I've hit with my children is when they're actually having sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've even had we've had lots of conversations about orientation as well. Right. And I let them know preemptively 
I have no investment in being a grandmother. Like, right. I don't care if you get married. I don't care if you have children or not. Those are your choices. It's yeah. your life, your body, your decision. If if you fall in love with someone and you want to make that lifelong commitment to them, whoever they are, that makes me happy. Cool. As long as you're happy, as long as I'm you're happy. happy. Yep. If you want to be a parent, great. If you don't, also fine. I have absolutely no stake in any of their choices that way. Right. <laughs> Zero. I mean, I told them, don't fucking make me a grandmother right now. I'll tell you. <laughs> but also a joke. Like, not not until you can get a senior's discount <laughs> at a restaurant. Then then they <laughs> right. can make you a grandma. Then you can they make they can make me a granny. But but then then there's another conversation about consent. Yes. Then there's the adult version of the consent video, the T the T video of consent, which is amazing, which is super super important. I'll there, also throw that in. There's actually I don't know if it's still available. I'm sure that it is. There's a three part series on NPR mm-hmm. about consent, and so so fascinating. It's a little bit more of a time commitment, but if you're kind of back to work and spending a little bit more time in your car and you have um, an interest. In, in that, if you have children or if you are younger and you, it's re, it's a really, really well done series. Is it is it something that you would listen to with your children or is no, it I would something listen you to listen to it and then take away? Yeah, like I would know. listen okay. to it on your own okay. and, and kind of, depending on how old your kids are, like I, if you're, if you're, if your children are like in college or university or something, right, they then, could listen to it on their own. But they're adults at that point. But yeah. they're adults at that yeah. point. But I, but I really, really think there were, there was a lot of things that you kind of go, oh, whoa. I, you know, you think you know everything about something and then, and then you stumble over something and you go, wow, that's, I never considered that. Yeah, that so yeah. that's really, really important. So to have another conversation about, about consent and um, what that looks like. Right. Um, also about, that's a good time to have a conversation about sexual health. Yes. Um, and, and how, and the different kinds of sex and how it's all sex. There's a great book that Mm. I bought Mm -hmm. because I was like, this is going to be amazing. It's called, and I'll put, I'll put a link in the things we love. It's called Drawn to Sex. Mm -hmm. It's a series um, and it's authored by Erica Moen mm-hmm. and Matthew. Oh, I'm gonna get uh, Matthew Nolan. Okay, uh, I think is her boyfriend and creative partner or something okay. like that. Okay, and it basically talks about all of this. Right, talks about consent. It talks about all the different types of sex that mm-hmm. you can have, the alternatives to actually having like penetrative sex. Okay, and all these kinds of things and. I got it, and it's it's like a cartoon. They, yeah, um, she does a I think it's called like Oh Joy Sex Toy. She mm. has like a mm-hmm. like a web comic. Yeah, um, and so it's easily accessible. Right, but I feel like it's pitched at like young teenagers, yeah, yeah. like 12, twelve. Even I think to... yeah, twelve might be a little bit young. Like thirteen, four, to thirteen s- to sixteen, fourteen to sixteen, somewhere. Yeah, I mean you're gonna have to get it. Because it's awesome. Yeah, because you'll, you'll make, need it eventually. Yeah, and kind of make the decision on where your kids are right, at. But when right. they're talking about like, oh, you mean I don't have to have penis and vagina sex? I right. can have anal sex? And it's like, my, like I'm st- we're not at that point with my kids <laughs> to talk <laughs> right. about vaginal sex. Right, right. Anal sex is, I mean. But, but, but 
mutual masturbation. That's not something that's offered up as an alternative for teenagers. No, and and they talk about it in the book. They even talk about like different ways that trans people can have sex. Wow. Yeah, like. And this is the thing, like something comprehensive and inclusive like that. And it's to funny, give people humorous. options. And I think humor is is yeah. always huge. And and the fact that it's illustrated. Yeah. Is makes it a little less scary, I think. Yeah. Um. I mean, there are scary illustrations like the book from Borat too. <laughs> about how doctors deliver babies if you haven't seen it see uh, subsequent it. movie film it's so good yeah anyway. we just finished it last night yeah you know <laughs> what on, that's a whole other conversation it's on amazon prime i'll put a trailer in um but just just talking about the different kinds of sex and and that the only kind you know even even the the horrible sex ed that we have really only touches on penetrative sex like penis and vagina sex yeah, that's the only sex to have they, they you know and and there are lots of other options mm-hmm. and um and and also about the idea of virginity i think i think when your daughter gets to that point and and with your sons as well virginity is a construct it's it really doesn't you know it's sort of like it's sort of like becoming adult overnight right yeah it's it that that that's not a thing. But it was a hang-up for me. And we talked about it in the origin stories. Like, yeah. I had this hang-up that I had to lose my virginity. Yeah. Before I turned 17. Like, I had to be 16 right. when I lost it. Right. And, and it was stupid. And, and this is the thing. It's not something that you lose. Like, where is it? In the couch cushion? Like, <laughs> that that is not a thing. And that you're somehow, before you were pure, and now you're damaged. Well, and that's, yeah. That, but that goes back to shame and sex, right? It does. It does. And, and I think if you can raise your kids without that shame piece, then there's that less of that, like, oh, I have to do this thing. Or if I don't do this thing, I'm going to be this person. Well, like, even, you know, I, <laughs> there's also like this binary, like you're either a prude or you're a slut. Yeah. Like What? You can't be either of those. Well, and uh, but it's like, both. but why, why can't you just be a person? Yeah, who likes <laughs> these things? Because everybody does. Everybody yeah. likes things. Yeah. Everybody likes pleasure. That's why pleasure is a thing. Well, that's why sex is so much fun. That's our biological it drive. Feels good. And 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 no, like, listen, no shade to the to the aces out there. Like, no, like I'm not trying to negate anything, but it's just. You know, the, the, For the vast the, majority of people, the shaminess that goes with sex at the, at the teenage in that stage, mm-hmm. everybody's trying to figure out who they are. Yeah. Everybody's trying to, you know, and um, t- when you are shamed, shaming by parents and family is one thing. Shamed by your peers is another thing. Yeah. And I know that it's a little bit different with men, like with with boys. It's kind of like, yeah, nice. Right on. Whatever. I mean, like. You know, everybody... Like, oh, yeah, you're all, always all, the rock star yeah. if you score and hook up, right, as a guy. Like all the teenage boys having a Deadpool to see who can nail the hot teacher, like... Yeah. Right? Which is, like, completely inappropriate, but it's they still do it. And the girls, like, you know, girls slut-shame each other. Yes. Yeah. That happened to me in high school. Yeah. It's awful. I st- I'll never forget it. And those things last... A long yeah, time. Yeah, it, it creates really deep wounds that take a long time to heal. Yeah. And sometimes never heal because I think people don't realize how they've been impacted by it. No. And how that changes their behavior as a result of the damage that that's caused. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's the thing is that, you know, when you when you start to go back and you go, wow, like, 
this this was this was a factor for a really long time until you know you you take ownership of your sexuality yeah. and as a you know who you are as a yeah, sexual yeah. being and, and and that's that's a really really important thing and it's very empowering when you do that um i i remember having a conversation with my older son um about you know feeling like it's okay to say no to things that make him feel uncomfortable like even if if you know just because something is offered to him by a girl oh by a girl <laughs> that he doesn't have to accept and it doesn't make him any less of a man if he declines right so so <laughs> he actually said to me i think he was probably i feel like it was the summer between grade eight and grade nine okay so and he told me so he was like what 12 13 maybe 13 14 yeah something like and that. he shared a story with me it was sort of more of an admonishment of my failure as a parent because he had said so my friend she offered me a blowjob today and i was like okay and he said and um I remember that conversation that you and I had about it, I could say no if I felt uncomfortable and I didn't feel comfortable. So I said no. But what you failed to do, mom, is to tell me how to steer the conversation after that. <laughs> I'd love to give you a blowjob. No, thanks. Awkward silence for the next 20 minutes. Want to get some pizza? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like, what do you say after that? And it was just like, wow, you know, you can't, you really can't think of everything. No, you cannot. No. <laughs> and... You know, um, was she angry at him? No, she wasn't. But she was just kind of like, okay, I, I, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, go ahead. What? What? Hell what hath no say? fury is a woman scorned. Well, and and that that particular scorning is turning them down for sex. Yeah. Yeah, but I I feel like when when you're 13 offering a blowjob it's sort of like yeah i think it's a little different there may be a different context to that sure and i think he was probably smart to say no thank you mm -hmm. and maintain the friendship um because i feel like that was sort of a you know i'd like you to like me a little more kind of thing did did you ever have a conversation with your boys about like sexting or no any of that kind of stuff was that because it never oh came up? actually sorry Sorry, that's not true. I told my sons, please do not ever send a picture of your dick to anyone. No one wants a picture of your dick. No one. That was the context of the, the, that you put it out there, not like the legality of like you're making child porn and, and sending um, it or anything like that. I don't remember if we had that conversation because I don't know if that was something that had come up at that time. Like yeah, that was, you know, I'm, that I'm, was quite a few years ago now. And like for them phones to be underage. might not have had the yeah they didn't have to... they didn't have iPhones but that's a thing now that's a thing now and I think in that consent piece that's something that 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 yes. needs to be talked about because if you're dating somebody and they send you a nude and they're underage and they're underage you have child pornography you do but also what you do you just like you can't have sex with somebody without their consent you also can't send a picture of them to somebody else without their consent. Right, because then you're then then that then that's talking about revenge porn and all right. that and, kind of and, stuff. And in the context of child pornography, now you're distributing child pornography. Right. And there have been far too many cases in the U.S. Mm -hmm. where district attorneys and other lawmakers have decided to make examples of, mm. of things where somebody takes a picture of themselves mm -hmm. and then sends it, mm -hmm. 
and they are both the victim and the perpetrator right. in a child pornography charge. Right, right. And and it, it and seems then you and then you and then you are on you're a on sex a sex offender, offender list. list. Yeah. You're like fourteen, and you're on a sex offender what? list. Yeah, well, yeah. Right, like it, it's so they're they're, I think, just privacy in general, but right. but but you know, homemade porn specifically. Yeah. That making sure that your children understand that what you put on the internet is there forever. Yeah, or something that you distribute digitally mm-hmm. is there forever. Right. You can never be certain Where that, that, that thing that you have produced is fully gone. Right. Once it leaves your phone or your mm-hmm. laptop or whatever it is there. It's gone. Yeah. And and this, yeah, I, you're right. Like, I think because my kids were at an age where when they were ch- teenagers, um, they didn't have iPhones. Sure. You know, they, they just had like your regular like slide out keyboard and, right. and that kind of thing right so they're just sending like ascii boobies and stuff <laughs> like that <laughs> <laughs> right but but you know definitely i mean they were a little bit older when they got iphones and stuff like that but then there was a conversation about um do not send yeah. photos like that no one wants to see that no one um and that and that's the thing i think i was very aware when my kids were getting older about like I'm just trying not to raise a couple of douche canoes, you know, sure. like that's, that's, that was kind of the, the overview because, you know, again, they, they have a father also. Sure. And they would have conversations about certain things as far as, you know, but I think I was there to sort of represent the women of the right. world. Well, that's good. And they're lucky. Yeah. But I think, um, I think what it comes down to, and this is something else that Dr. Murray brought up in our conversation, was that um, many parents are just really not comfortable seeing their children as sexual beings. Yeah. And they are. We all are. I, I, I'll, I'll admit, I'm a little uncomfortable about thinking about my kids. Because they're kids. I know, but I don't know. When does that switch flip? Well, I can tell you that, that like, I know that my my sons are having sex. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't think about it in much detail, <laughs> but I'm fine with it. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, because they're men now. Right. And I think a lot of parents think, well, I'm not comfortable with that. Right. Your kid's eight. Like, of course you're not comfortable yeah. with it. <laughs> I think it would be a problem if you were comfortable with it. But the reality is, is that they, you know, it's their body. They need, they have autonomy. They have, you know, um, their own their own personhood. Right. And they need to be able to express, to express that it. and discover who that is, discover who they yeah. are sexually. Yeah. Um, you know, and and these parents that act as de facto gatekeepers for their children's sexuality, frankly, I find that creepy as fuck. We're looking at you. T.I. Oh, I thought it was T-Pain. It was T.I., right? It's T.I. It's T.I., yeah. Yeah, so for those of you who weren't aware of this story, um... T.I. would take his daughter for yearly virginity tests at the doctor. At the gyno. Yeah. Happy birthday, honey. Guess what? We're going to the doctor tomorrow to make sure that your hymen is still intact. <laughs> um, which is ridiculous. On so many levels. On so many levels. It's disgusting on so many levels. It's repugnant on so many levels. And, you know, people are going to ask... Um, you know, once somebody's 16, don't like, don't you have to get consent from, and he would sit next to her and look at her and go, you don't have a problem with this, right? 
You don't have anything to hide from me, right? Such intimidation. Yeah, we're good. Go ahead. Go ahead, doctor. Go ahead and do that test. Because the doctor would have to get written something consent. Signed or something, yeah, because yeah. they're like, I can't do this without, right? And like so fucking disgusting and so shamey. Now, did he do that with his son? No. First of all, because there's no way to tell. Yeah. And second of all, oh, because what a fucking baller if my son is banging banging chicks yeah or whoever he's banging or whoever but but this is the thing is that you know and that's an extreme example yeah i mean after that story came out his daughter unfollowed him on instagram yeah. oh you're yeah. canceled ti by your own daughter <laughs> um but like the fuck is that like virginity tests yeah come on well, man for purity sake right like Oh, because the dowry that he's going to get for her is going to go down? Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, it's, like, it's off twisted that. on a lot of it, levels. It is. Yeah. And, and, and how messed up is that family dynamic? That's an awkward Sunday night dinner. Well, like, it, d- is that written on your cake? Forever. Happy birthday, honey. Guess what? Hyman test today. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like it, it's just, it's just, and insanity. it's such a, it's such a fundamental misunderstanding of how the female anatomy works that the hymen being intact does not mean that Anything. she hasn't had sex, or it not being there doesn't mean that she has had sex. Right? Maybe she rode horses, or was a gymnast, or did any number of things, or that didn't could cause have it to one rupture. to or, begin with. Some or, women don't have one, right? And and this is the thing, and and so fucking what? Yeah. Like it's just you know. Mm. these bloods boiling (laughs) it just makes me so mad because again like you know as someone that kind of grew up in you know a bit of a sex negative environment knowing how damaging that is and i was never taken for hymen tests like i couldn't even imagine and by my father so you know that sort of and and you know what that is an extreme example but at its mildest form you know these stupid facebook posts here's the rules for dating my dog yeah on the back of a fucking redneck t-shirt or something like yeah. That. yeah and you know like oh i'll hurt you and i've got a shotgun and a shovel and i doubt anyone would miss you and blah, 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 blah. like all of that kind of garbage is like and what of her autonomy like I, it just you know um <laughs> It's just such a, and, and it's, an, again, another one of those things that we just don't think very much about mm-hmm. when we're saying or doing mm-hmm. those things. Like, she's not allowed to date till she's 30. <laughs> you know? But by the time they're 22, it's like, when are you going to settle down and get married? Right, well, I haven't been allowed to date, so. Yeah, like, <laughs> but so so I think that people need to get themselves right. Yeah. So that we can be a little less fucking weird mm-hmm. with our children mm-hmm. about their bodies, about about sexuality, about exploration, about masturbation, about, you know, all of those things. Yeah. And I, I, I think, um, you know. It starts early. And, and never if, ends. And Yeah, but I think you do yourself a favor. If you are listening and you have children who are younger mm-hmm. and not already in the like ready to have sex phase, <laughs> if you start these thing, these conversations earlier, you know, simple things like the anatomy, using proper names for anatomy and doing it, then it's not such a giant step to get right to the end, you know? When you've had that ongoing conversation, yeah. it's not so intimidating or so awkward. Right. 
um, yeah, it's, it's part of parenting. Yeah. Just like how you teach them their table manners and how to cross the street and all these other things. Right. Wash your hands after you masturbate. There you go. <laughs> Words to live by. I think that's a nice way to end that's it. That's an excellent way to end it. All right. So where can everybody find us? Well, we are on Instagram and Twitter at Cheating on Fear. Mm-hmm. We have a website. We do. Cheatingonfear.com. Yes. If you have any questions or comments mm-hmm. or show ideas, things you'd like us to talk about. We are really, really itching to do a mailbag episode. So yeah, we're just I waiting until we have enough questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an email. You can get a hold of us at info at cheatingonfear.com. Yes. We have a Patreon. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash cheating on fear. Slash cheating on fear. Slash cheating on fear. Yeah. And yeah, you can find us on any of those platforms. You can? Mm-hmm. Excellent. And if you like this episode, please share it with somebody that you think will enjoy it. Leave us a review. Um, subscribe on whatever your favorite platform subscribe is. Subscribe on your favorite platform. That always helps us out. Um, yeah. And be sure to check out our affiliate links yeah. for Hacienda Real and Smartass Undies. Yes. And enjoy our Things We Love page because all the good stuff that we talk about on here will be there. I'm definitely going to put up the um, not safe for work version of WAP. <laughs> So don't don't watch that video at work. No. Or somewhere public. Well, actually, it's not graphically. It's just lyrically. Lyrically, explicit. it's yeah. 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 So you can you can watch it in public. Just I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't. <laughs> don't put it on like in your hair salon or doctor's office or something like that. Or the bus. Or the bus, unless you're using buds. Yeah. All right. Thanks, P. Bye. Bye.